Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in to Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. Excellent throw and catch, just gets inside, uses his big body. No answer for number 87. Players Only. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. We are back in the building with Players Only. I am Danon Hughes, as I am here each and every Thursday during the Chiefs season, and we are very fortunate that the Chiefs season has extended at least another week. Obviously, we have high expectations here, and uh, the goal is to get to Arrowhead West, a.k.a. Allegiant Field in Las Vegas, and we are on the right road to that. But as we come to you each and every week, we got a guest in the studio. I want to introduce one of my brothers, former chief, former uh, pro bowler, national champion, long snapper, offensive lineman. Not many people realize or recognize that even though I played six seasons in the NFL, they were all for the Chiefs. My last stint in the NFL was with the New Orleans Saints during the offseason and preseason games, and he was one of my teammates there. Got to know him then. And he's been a, good, a very good friend of mine ever since. Kendall Gammon in the building. Kendall, what's going on, brother? I'm good, Dane. I appreciate you having me on. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm just trying to trying to make it, man. I this has you. been a busy week and yeah. a, a lot a lot going on. Uh, not just with the Chiefs, but in our regular business. I know you are uh, very avid in, in public speaking, doing so much. It seems like every year I. We talk, or we talk more than every year, but every year we talk, you got something else going on. Uh, before we get into the football side, yeah. share with the listeners what you got going on, and, and I know it's all encompassed. I know you have been uh, you know, incredibly involved with your alma mater and Pitt State uh, for so many years, and yeah. I, so I know you're still connected there, but I'll leave it up to you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I am still the assistant to the president for external affairs for the uh, – uh, Pittsburgh State University, which is to say, just uh, you know, I work with a select few alums and and uh, work to help you know better uh, that university in whatever way we can. I've been there for I think 17 years now. I still am. I, I took a little bit uh, a lower role on that and actually uh, came on. I'm uh, chief development officer with War Horses for Veterans. For those of you who don't know, if you go to whfv.org. Basically, equine therapy. So we bring in uh, vets, both conventional ops and special ops, along with first responders for a week. Uh, all expenses paid. You bring them in from all around the U.S. and just work with them. You know, some may have PTSD. Some may have different issues going on. Yeah. Maybe they're getting ready to transition out. First responders as well in terms of, you know, some of the things that they have to see, the horrific things that they have to deal with. 
And we come in, and, and for those who don't know, horses are unbelievably intuitive. You get it close enough to a horse, it sinks its heartbeat with yours. Mm. And, and it's amazing uh, the work that we do in a week with these folks to help them out. And, you know, we're not the end-all, be-all, but uh, we like to we, we know we make a difference. So we're a 501c3 uh, public entity. I've been around for about eight years, and uh, just, just a really good deal. Yeah, it's amazing because as you took your jacket off, got comfortable here in the studio, I see the Chiefs ambassadors logo yes. on your shirt uh although we are both connected with the chiefs ambassadors which is an amazing group that's been around for more than 30 years uh here in kansas city uh of former chiefs that are still connected in the community doing a lot of great things like mm -hmm. that this is one of your babies this is not a, just an ambassador thing although you invite us right. out yeah. and we come out and support each other this is your baby, and it's it's great to hear the stories of guys like we're long gone from playing, and yeah, yet yeah. we still have a heart for the community and have a heart for mm -hmm. great organizations like Wild Horse, like you said. Yeah, it, it's amazing, and and you know Andy and Patricia Brown, co-founders, and, and what they've done out there, and just it's something that was needed and and makes a difference, and um, you feel good about. It. I mean, in, intrinsically, I think. Uh, we as human beings, we're hardwired to, to we we want to connect and we want to help people, and that's what we're doing out there. And yeah, this is a full time job for me. And um, you know, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I joke about the fact. You know, I go to anybody and talk to them about everything going on. You know, about helping first responders, helping vets, and, and there's nobody that says, "Nah, I, I can't yeah. get behind that. I just can't do it." Yeah, it may not have the resources or the ability, but when you hear the story, and, and again, I mean, here recently we had a couple highway patrolmen come from you know New York State, somebody from Minneapolis. We've had people from Topeka, all over, of course, the the Kansas City metro area as well. And it's just a cool deal to be able to help and understand that you know these folks, uh, especially especially in the military and what they do so that people like you and I could make something as benign as a piece of aired up leather, a football important mm -hmm. in our lives uh, to me is fantastic. So the, the fact that I get to speak to the conventional ops, the, you know, Navy SEALs, Rangers, sharpshooters, uh, Green Beret, all those is just uh, phenomenal. Yeah, Kendall, you talk about that pigskin that brought us all yeah. together mm -hmm. and, and gives us this platform. We have a, a distinct connection as well, not just from being former teammates for that brief time while I was in New Orleans, but when you came to Kansas City, your jersey number, 83. Yeah. I was number 83 here, so we got that connection as well. You and I are both officers with the Chiefs Ambassadors now, right. uh, so we are of the leadership of that entire group of 60 former players. Uh, and for those of you that are not familiar with the Ambassadors, the Chiefs Ambassadors, there are ambassadors that played for the Dallas Texans. Like yeah. We got six-plus decades of guys representing uh, here in Kansas City with the Chiefs Ambassadors doing great things in the uh, community. Uh, and, and, Kendall, just more about you. Uh, as a player from 92 to 2006 between the Steelers, Saints, and obviously here in Kansas City. Pro Bowler back in 2004, national champion yeah. back your final year at Pitt State. So uh, an illustrious career, obviously. And, and one of the more, I would say this, one of the more uh, impressive things about you was and if and I, I assume that there they may be still out there the videos of you long snapping and so on, but the art of the long snap. I think it's probably one of the more I wouldn't say disrespected, but disregarded yeah, positions. No, right. yeah. But 
as you and I know, there's so many things that go into the art of playing a professional sport, whatever position you right. are, uh, that not the general the general public is not aware of. Like you, uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong. You knew how many revolutions. Yeah. The ball took to get back to the bunner, to get back yeah. to the holder. You knew exactly how to hold the ball so that the the holder would get the ball with the laces out. You right. knew exactly how how to how quickly you were getting the ball back to the punter. Um, all of those different things that I think a lot of fans just take for granted because they don't know that there's so much involved in that. But you were like an artist well, of it. I appreciate the kind words, first of all. And, yeah, you know, I was fortunate. I, I found a skill that I was good at. I mean, I always joke about it, but it's the truth. I mean, with the exception of the punter and the kicker, I'm probably the worst athlete on the field at all times. <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, I did find something I could do well. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Everybody would think since you, you rose to the level of an NFL long snapper, you must have been born snapping a ball. I didn't snap a ball until my third year in college. Oh. Um, I was just curious how the ball rolled out. And some coaches saw me and and realized that I could do it better than anybody they had. And and uh, they said I was going to be a long snapper. At the time, I was, I was an offensive lineman, and I wanted no part of it because as offensive linemen, we are allergic to running. So <laughs> I didn't want to run down there. Uh, but you figured it But, I, you know, if they made me do it, so I tried to take it to the next level. And, you know, as you said, a lot of different uh, nuances to it, as you said, in three and a half revolutions for the field goal snap and, you know, how many revolutions it's going in general and, and, and all those different things. And, you know, a lot of people are, are thinking one of two things, either number one, long snapping is wildly interesting, or number two, Kendall has way too much time on his hands. <laughs> yeah, either but either one. way, you understand that there's a lot more to it. And really, when I speak, you know, I, I speak to all kinds of folks all over the country, and that's one thing I talk about is, you know, these unique skills as a long snapper and, and then, you know, pushing it over to their life and, you know, having to understand that we all have unique skills and exactly. sometimes we have to figure out what they are and sometimes it's not us that can see it it has to be somebody else you know, like a coach that saw me i mean if that coach doesn't see me long snapping and and i do that and i i don't go to the nfl and snap i'm not sitting here talking with you because yeah. on my best day i might have been a below average offensive lineman or maybe average at, at, at best but it was because i could long snap and then you talk about the three and a half revolutions and that was so that the the, the laces would be out each and every time i always mm -hmm. joke about it if you saw Ace Ventura, laces out, Dan. I didn't yeah. want the little deranged kicker chasing me around because we missed the <laughs> kick uh, to win the, the Super Bowl. And I didn't know it at the time, uh, but uh, Gary Anderson, I went, uh, uh, when I went to the Steelers training camp my rookie year, uh, Gary Anderson, a little South African uh, kicker and just, just a fabulous guy. He'd been in 15 years, and he recognized that I could snap well. And he goes, hey, do you think you could snap the ball so that the laces were out every time? And I'd never heard of it at that, yeah. that point in time. He goes, it would make my life a lot easier and everything. And it's like, okay. And here I'm thinking, man, this the NFL is a whole different level. Mm -hmm. What I didn't realize. Because you didn't that, think about that no, in college. No, yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, and what I found out was nobody thought about it. Gary thought about it and, and asked if I could do it. So I started doing it. And I've been told, and what I hear is that I was basically one of the first, if not the first, that started doing that. Mm -hmm. And again, that, that goes into facilitation of success for others, helping others be successful by what you're doing for them. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the average score of games, and uh, it's not by much more than a touchdown. So field goals and extra points are important. Oh, absolutely. We've seen that around the Chiefs' kingdom. No doubt. Uh, obviously, uh, I think it's it's a great weekend or a great week to have you in here because of the not only just because of – your great story and some of the intricacies that you're speaking about, but the success of our special teams yeah. and what we're seeing from Harrison Butker, what we've seen from Tommy Townsend, James Winchester doing yeah. an outstanding job. The, that, that, 
tribunal, those three guys mm -hmm. uh, being uh, an aspect of the game that, and, I, and I'm not superstitious, so ho hopefully yeah. some of the listeners out right. there are not going to take this like I'm jinxing anything, but being an aspect that you can count on. Right. Like, I was a special teams captain. That's how I made my bones in the league for six years. And I love when we have a platform, whether it's you and your you uh, public speaking or when we're as ambassadors or mm. when we get that platform to talk. Uh, I was doing uh, the Kingdom show earlier this week. And I got into Barbershop and I were on there and we got into some of the details right. that go into breaking the huddle and recognizing a defense. Pre-snap reads, yeah. uh, alignments and why Patrick is so successful and why receivers and so Travis can get open and blitz pickups and all that stuff. And I'm amazed, especially nowadays when you got Madden and all the other things that are uh, the slow motion and multiple angles on TV, there's still a lot of fans that don't know some of these details. So I, that's why I appreciate you yeah. sharing that. And I remember me remembering that story because there's so much that goes into every aspect of the game, not just the, the, the highlights that they see on ESPN, not just the big plays and the, what you see on social media, but like, the details, the true, right. true details that uh, we've been afforded to see as Chiefs fans uh, contribute to the success yeah. of this team. Well, when you look at it, Harrison Bucker is the, the perfect example. I mean, he can't be successful if he doesn't have a great operation. He mm -hmm. understands that. James Winchester, I would I would venture to say, is one of the best, if not the best, long snapper in the game right now. I think this is year nine or I mean, 10 or 11, somewhere in there. Tommy Townsend doing a good job with everything. Of course, a Pro Bowl nod. But again, I mean, Harrison Butker, 10 for 10 in the last two games in field goals. That's a big deal. Yeah. That, that I mean, they don't win games if he doesn't make all those kicks. So that's a big deal. Uh, and it was huge even this last week because I would venture to believe, and being a part of the 96 uh, debacle with Lynn Elliott and the yeah. missed field goals, that there's a level of exhaling, not just that the sideline had, but the entire stadium had as fans when he made that first field goal. Oh, like yeah. We just recognize, okay, this is not going to be one of those days, even yep. though it's minus 30 degrees out there, that Harrison Bucker is still nails, and the comfort and peace as a coach and a player yeah. that you have when your special teams is clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. So it was amazing. And I know we got a little bit yeah. off target because we didn't get a chance to talk about the Miami Dolphins. We will uh, talk about because I want to pick your brain about what you thought from a takeaway from that game. We have the phone lines open, 913-586-7610. Text lines are open as well. If you've tuned into us each week you know we go by quarters just like a football game we are ending the first quarter of this show second quarter is hot fire spitfire takes i'm going to put kendall on the hot seat to see what he brings to the table today and we'll get back to some of this miami dolphin super wild card weekend recap as well players only with dane and hughes thursday night starting at six o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the kansas city chiefs 610 sports radio Bono looking to pass the football, throws in the middle, Panthers cut, touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Chiefs, Damon Hughes, took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers, halfback pass, Marcus Allen right side, touchdown Kansas City, Damon Hughes, 
from Marcus Allen. Expert analysis, news, and views from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Dana Hughes. This so-called number one defense in the NFL that hadn't played anybody during the last part of the season, and we showed who was the best team on this field and deserved to host another AFC championship for four straight years. But you can call me D-Nice. Just call me D-Nice. All right, we are back, players only. I am Danon Hughes. We've got the special guest in the building, Kendall Gammon, 15-year NFL vet, pro bowler, national champion in college. Uh, if you listen to the first segment, although, although many other times you've listened, I'm a football player, a former football player. You hear some of the intensity and, and some of the jokes and some of the stories. That first segment was the epitome of my football nerd side where we were talking about yeah. all the little intricacies that I know are involved in the game. And Kendall is a guy that uh, I've literally followed after him. He did an amazing job on the sidelines and in the booth calling the Chiefs uh, games as a, a Chiefs radio analyst, brought the first Super Bowl here back in 2020. Uh, so I know we're kind of both built the same way as far as how we see the game and some of those intricacies. So uh, forgive me, my nerd side came out in the first segment. We'll get back to football, yep. Kendall. Uh, the phone lines, text lines are open, 913-586-7610. Real quick, before we get into the hot takes, as we do on the second quarter, uh, I want to get your quick thoughts on the Super Wildcard game and the win versus the Miami Dolphins. It was kind of what I expected. I thought it would be a little bit closer. I I talked all week about the fact that there was there wasn't a team that could be less prepared for cold weather than than Miami. Yeah. And it just is what it is for where they are. You can't you, you can't simulate that. I didn't think they would be ready and they haven't. You and I have both played in games where we're in cold weather and and the teams they're just not used to it and you can tell it just mm-hmm. it just doesn't jibe and so I think that was phenomenal when you look at that game though the defense what they did to only give up seven points and and really with the one exception of the touchdown to Tyreek Hill just yeah, really they just gave him. one play yeah absolutely and Jarius Sneed was just physical and <laughs> not only was he physical and, and beat him down but the fact when you get Tyreek Hill after the game said yeah he you know he beat me up and yeah. whatever that's the ultimate show of respect and kudos to to Tyreek for quite honestly just just saying it how it is, but mm-hmm. Legarius Sneed and what he did, it cannot be underestimated. I mean, there's a lot of MVPs on this defense, but it it, it takes something uh, to be able to go from side to side and follow the best receiver around, yeah. uh, game in, game out. And it was it was fabulous. Yeah, this uh, I don't think people give enough credit to corners that can travel. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to no be question. said about because it's a different technique. Think about your former offensive lineman. Think about if you had the best offensive lineman move from left tackle to right tackle right. between plays, every other play, and the technique, and the le- which leg is back, which which hand do you jam with, which side is the sideline on, who, which, which side is your help on, all of those different things, and he does it every single play. And the one thing we forget about this is if he's doing that and he's on an opposite side, that means McDuffie has to go to the other, the other side, side quite awfully. So he has to be able to do it as well, and McDuffie's yeah. no slouch. Yep. I mean, it's pretty impressive. The, these two guys and, and what they do and they just that defensive backfield is fantastic. Yeah. I, I believe anybody that comes in the GEHA field at Arrowhead Stadium, they're coming in down 7 nothing, just because of the fans, yeah. the, the, the noise, 
the uh, the 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 energy in the stadium and the Miami Dolphins pretty much came in fourteen nothing. Yeah, uh, I, you I can think see in fair. their eyes the physicality, the first drive. Uh, set the tone and set the tempo of the game, and I'm glad we were able to to get the win, embarrass them, and be able to show the toughness yeah. as a team that we did, not just toughness against an opponent, but toughness in the elements. Because uh, we've been on that sideline in cold games yeah. where your brain starts to wander and you start to think about when it, when is this how, – how come the clock is moving so slow? No when kidding. are we going to get to the locker room? I, I, I should have wore those long sleeves. Maybe I shouldn't have wore those long sleeves. Yeah. Uh, if I get too close to the heater, am I going to be close enough to the coach so I can get in the game? But all of those different things that are part of you being human in cold weather, the fact that our team was able to overcome all of that as a team, offense, defense, special teams, was so impressive to me. It was. It was a true team effort, probably the best game the Chiefs played. What's going to be interesting to see, I think, Dana, and you know this as well, is, is – um, they did play great, but but was it a result of a, of a Dolphins team that you know was decimated mm-hmm. a little bit on defense, uh, wasn't dealing with the weather, or is it a Chiefs team that has the offense back in sync and doing some good things? And we're certainly going to find out this week one way or the other. Absolutely. The toughness has to travel this weekend. Before we get on to the Bills, uh, Kendall, we got this second quarter that we, uh, we've done for a couple years now where it's about hot fire takes. Now, this is players only, so Julio – doesn't really participate in the show because he's not a former player. Okay. He, he's excommunicated uh, from the broadcast in that respect, but he is a judge. He's the ultimate judge oh. on whether your hot fire take it warrants uh, – uh, one judgment or another judgment. So I'm going to give you the platform right oh, now. Oh, my goodness. Whatever comes and to you, your you mind. You sprung this on me. What comes to my mind is is somewhat football, somewhat not football. I think it's going to irritate some people, and other people may think it's funny. I don't know. But it is my take, which is this. I'm going to tell you my honest reaction when I was watching the game, and they showed Taylor Swift walking in in that jacket, a Kelsey jacket. And I was like, that is straight fire. That is impressive. <laughs> I know everybody gets on her or doesn't, and, mm-hmm. and they have their opinions or whatever. But, you know, kudos not to her, really, but Justin Husek's wife. Oh, yeah, you know, Kyle Husek, yeah. Yeah, however you say it. Um, yeah, Kyle, sorry. Um, that was just a pretty cool thing. I just... Uh, I'm kind of a creative. I like some artsy-fartsy stuff, and I thought it was it was unique. Doesn't have anything to do with football. Kind of has something to do with football. But either way, um, it was unique to me. You know what's cool about it is that you and I have been uh, obviously in that locker room, been a part of teams. You 15 years, me six years. I don't remember a significant other wearing that their their man's jersey or anything like that. It's usually kind of a fashion show. Exactly. Where they're wearing their best or wearing their fashion, you know, whatever their fashion is, to see her at her level come in and like, that's my dude. This is what I this do. This is what I'm wearing. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was cool. So Julio, what you got? Oh, I appreciate okay. that. Julio, all right, all right, all right. Julio. All right. Don't don't save the want want wants for me now, but I'm gonna go with I had a, a we, we we are in the midst of a very spirited conversation via text. Sean Barber, myself, and several other uh, several other friends. I'll just I'll just keep it general. And the topic came up about coaches Mike Tomlin walking away from the podium, uh, you know, not answering the question, etc. And th- what came to mind for me was. The lack of understanding, the lack of empathy, the lack of utilizing the golden rule 
in regards to do unto others as you want done unto yourself and uh, putting yourself in certain positions. So uh, in that circumstance, Kendall, Mike Tomlin walks off because he doesn't want to answer the question. You have a whole host of media that says he should. If he makes this much money, he should. It's automatic. And my part was who made that rule? Right. Why, why, why is it any different from you losing your job, you getting laid off, you being terminated, you being sent home from your job that you are passionate about, that you've worked your entire life for, and then somebody standing outside by your car ready to ask you questions, and you choose occasionally, not all the time, but occasionally to say, I just don't want to deal with this right now. I, I can deal. I deal with everything else. The right. roster, the roster, mm-hmm. the who's who's uh, who's um, who's in the game, who's out of the game, packages, plays, coaches, dynamics, all that stuff. But I don't want to deal with this aspect right now. And to be vilified because that's the case, not because he does it all the time, but right. because he chose to do it that one time, or that player that does it occasionally. Right. Uh, I think we've become accustomed to expectations and then tagging it that if this person makes a million dollars, if this ma- person makes $10 million, they automatically are obligated to do what we say. Right. And the lack of empathy and understanding and putting yourself in that person's position that if you were just destroyed, your dream was just destroyed 10, 15, 20 minutes ago, 24 hours ago, and now you're asking me some probing questions that that's a lingering thing that me right. as a human am not ready to deal with, that, that I'm just choosing right now that I can't necessarily, I can't get into that zone, and then to be, instead of being understanding about it, to be vilified about it, to me... Uh, is inhumane, and I and I feel like the media has done a disservice to fans as well as to those players and coaches by pro by promoting it like it should be automatic. Like you should do us the service that there's no question that's off limits, that there's no time that we can an- we can't ask anything we want, and that you are obligated to stand there and answer. I have a problem with that. I feel like there should be a shift in the understanding with the media and professional athletes. Okay, so I, I have a take on that on both ways, and I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. Do we have the time? I no, we looking. don't have the time. We yeah. gotta get, uh, we'll, we'll get to it right when we come out. There, there we go. Was fire, oh, though. we got You're two right. fires. Yeah, there you go. See, Barbershop, when Sean Barber's here, we never get two uh, hot fires. I, I wish you know, I could it's tell the you defensive that guys. Me, you know, defensive it. guys, they always bring things down. Yeah. All right, that's the end of the first half of the show. Remember, the phone lines, text lines are open, 913 576 I mean, five eight six seven six ten. I see you, Doris. Dan, we will get to you when we get out of this commercial. Players only with Dane and Hughes. Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. <clears throat> Time's yours. All right, we are back. Halftime's over. Had our Gatorade, orange peel. We are back, ready to roll for this second half of the show. Players only. I am Dane and Hughes, and I have the guest, Kendall Gammon. Kendall, before we get to the phone lines and text lines, how can people follow you on social media? Uh, if you go to at Kendall Gammon, it's basically all those uh, X, uh, Instagram, Facebook is there. And then um, I do some things on KC Sports Network as well as far as podcasts. Snap face and Insta, Insta chat? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Something like that. Phone lines, text lines open 913-586-7610. You can follow me on Instagram at Dane and Hughes and on X slash Twitter at DAHughesGuy83. Let's go to the phone lines. Dan and KCK, what you got? Hey, hey, K- hey, Dan, hey, Kendall, how you doing? It was a do- dominant performance, right? Jeez, only one uh, messed up by Tyree Go, but it's a, a dominant performance. The defense really played great. And, uh, yeah, this will take it. We'll go into Buffalo. We'll get some payback on the bills. We'll get some turnovers on Josh Allen. Stop the running game. Stop the, uh, yeah, the wide receiving game. Uh, Gabe Davis is still out, I think. And, uh, Kendall, I enjoyed your time in Kansas City. You got to go to the Pro Bowl in 2005. How'd that feel for you? Let's stick in the bill. Stick in yourself, guys. Appreciate you, Dan. Absolutely. You know what? I appreciate the kind words. Uh, The the Pro Bowl was fabulous. Dan Uh, is the Red Bull and five-hour energy of the show. Always comes through. First call after halftime. He propels us through the show. It's hard to believe. It doesn't show. Yeah, he's got the energy, yeah. bro. He's got it. <laughs> I he's like got that. It. Absolutely. He's good to go. Going to stop Josh Allen. He's got it all uh, mapped out. Yeah. And I would have to say uh, that that is probably one of the uh, the big things for yeah. sure. Absolutely. We'll definitely tackle that in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Big Jax. What's going on, Jax? Danny, what's up, bro? How you doing? Doing all right, brother. Doing all right. How hey, about Ken, you? Ken, Kendall, man. Uh, Steve Jackson, bro. I don't know if you remember my name. Uh but, you know, I played on the team with you actually at Pitt State. Uh, Ron West was my roommate. Oh, my goodness, uh, yes. West. Wow, that's going yeah, back yeah. a ways. Hey, you got to remember now, I've been hitting the head quite a bit. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't man, it's, really it's think, been, but, yeah. It's been 30 years. You yeah, know it has been. That, it's hard. I don't even know if we should be saying that on the radio. That is rough. <laughs> <laughs> my fault. I didn't mean to bust you out. No, you it's know? all good. Hey, trust me, the, li- the list is long and illustrious of things you can get me on. Yeah. I got you, bro. Well, it's, it's good to talk to you, man. I'm so proud of you and what you do, what you, your whole career, what you've done, man. I'm glad I got to know you. You were an above-average offensive lineman. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so very, very much, and I appreciate it. 
Big Jacks, we appreciate you, brother. I know you are going to be dialed in for this Chiefs game against the Bills. We'll talk more about that in the fourth quarter. But appreciate your call, man. Uh, text line, what we got? We got some uh, some love for, for Kendall from the 954. Danon and Kendall, guys, feel, I'm feeling really good about this game. My confidence level is between 87 to 95%. Neil from Lone Jack, we appreciate you, Neil. Let's go. Uh, Chiefs. So, yeah, I, I think there's some confidence out there. Eight one, from the 816. Snaps. Did they use snaps? Call snaps? They, they did not, but you know what? I'll, <laughs> I've been called worse. All right. Good to hear from you, dude. Miss you on the broadcast with Mitch. Yes, I still love listening to you, Danon, as well. Hope you guys, uh, you guys are both, uh, well. So, go Chiefs. Yeah, we appreciate there you, we man. There we go. Yes. It's definitely been an awesome, awesome experience. I know we both had incredible, have had incredible experiences with that. Uh, from the seven two zero, what's up, D Nice? Are you afraid at some point in the playoffs, uh, teams are going to double Rice and put their best cornerback on Kelsey like Belichick would? Uh, we appreciate that. that's Micah from Denver. Appreciate you out there in the Mile High country. Uh, I think that's kind of what the Miami Dolphins did. Yeah, and and you saw that th- what that did. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know. I I don't think you can have a corner cover uh, Kelsey. Kelsey is is still is just too much of a mismatch. I mean, you've got to have a great linebacker mm-hmm. to be a, the size wise to cover him, but then uh, you're generally going to be out athleted. So, um, but I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey is an automatic mismatch. Too fast for yeah. linebackers, too big for safeties. And even if you're talking about uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan uh, Poyer, uh, who are two of the best mm-hmm. safeties in the game, both are former corners. That's why they have great corner instincts at the safety position, Micah Hyde being a former Hawkeye. So I've known him well. Uh, yeah, both are, have been pro bowlers and all pros. Uh, they're still outmatched. Yeah, Travis it, Kelsey, when he's on, he can still torch both of them. He really can, and I thought he looked good in this game. He had three drops, but uh, otherwise he had a nice game. I think the big thing was Rasheed Rice. Uh, th- th- not just the eight receptions, but the fact that they went to him 12 times, and th- that's not by chance. I, uh, Patrick Mahomes just didn't all of a sudden get through his reads and just happened to go to Rasheed Rice 12 times. Mm-hmm. Big Red decided that's what we're going to do, and he, he game-planned for it. And, and it, I mean, the Dolphins had to know that, yet they still didn't stop it. Yeah. I mean, this offense still continues to evolve. Yep. And, and uh, you have the, 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 the nutty professor, if you want to call him, the, 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 the incredible offensive mind and Andy Reid and Matt Nagy that they will come up with game plans to counter whatever the defense uh, is going to bring. And we just have to make the plays. If you think about even the losses this season – it wasn't because the defense confused us. It was because we didn't make the play. No, there's no doubt about it. We didn't catch it. the ball when we needed to. Uh, I, I saw a stat that if you, you could add over 350 yards, I believe, to Patrick Mahomes' numbers just by the Catching drops. The ball. Yeah. And that's just assuming that there yeah. wouldn't be a tackle broken right. or two. So, uh, yeah, this offense, there's nothing wrong with this offense that is caused by the other team. I, it is, I would you, concur. It is caused by us. Well, and Andy Reid, you talked about it. I mean, I always compare him. He's Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind, and he's mm-hmm. at the window, and he's just drawing things up here and there and algorithms, and he's, he's just a, he's an offensive savant. Yes. From the 913, good evening, guys. Great show as always. Are the ambassadors, all players, uh, are some of them civilians? Thanks for a great show. Casey Hunk. All former players. All former players. Had to have played for at least three years right. for this Chiefs organization. Uh, and uh, – 
We embrace all the brothers. The difference for the fans out there, we have the Red Coders. That is not comprised of any former players. You have the Chiefs Ambassadors. That is only comprised of former players that played at least three years. You have the NFL Alumni and the NFL PA, uh, which is the, the union side, and then the NFL alumni is the league side. And those are guys, along with the trust, right. um, uh, that played at least one snap. You, right. you didn't have to and For be whatever vested. team yeah, also, any not, team. not just the Chiefs. So you could be a guy that went to K-State from Kansas City, never played with Kansas City Chiefs, and you live here. And you can be a part of the NFL alumni, the trust, uh, or the uh, uh, NFL PA. So... Those are the distinct different groups. Uh, as a Chiefs ambassador, there's 60 of us. We are part of all of those other right. ones. We, all, we work in concert. We work good to yes. each other. Yeah, there's no, there's no, no separation, animosity, animosity yep. or anything yep. like that. So uh, great, great question. From the 417, love the show. Talk with Keith Cash today about the 94 game at Buffalo. He led both teams in receiving that game, but the Chiefs gave up 229 yards to Thurman Thomas. And uh, Dave Craig threw the ball 29 times in the second half. The Bills, with new offensive coordinator, had led the league in rushing uh, the last six games. Is that a concern? So, yeah, we're flashback to the 94 game. I was a rookie on that on that uh, team. Uh, yes, they ran the ball down our throat. We had nothing to stop them. It was extremely cold up there. I believe it got into our head, contrary to what we saw this past week with the Chiefs. Uh, they were a tougher team that day. They won in the trenches and got it done. Uh, the Bills now with leading the league and rushing these last six games, yeah, anytime you play postseason football, and I'm sure you can attest to it, especially as a former offensive lineman, if you're winning in the trenches and you're able to run the ball down somebody's throat, it is more demoralizing than anything. And that being said, Josh Allen and what he does with his his legs, that's that's, that's got to be a big focus uh, to stop uh, on Sunday. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be attention to detail. Uh, the way big plays happen in the run game is when somebody tries to do somebody else's yep. job. Uh, don't and, get in those problems. Yeah, don't don't get to that situation where the defensive tackle is trying to do the linebacker's job or the linebacker is trying to do the safety's job. That's where you find the big gaps and uh, big plays happen. We're going to talk more about the Buffalo Bills and what they bring to the table in this next segment. We're going to go to break right now. We appreciate all the texts and calls. Uh, let's get to it. Players Only with Dane and Hughes, Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm a ghetto superstar. Yes, I am, yes, Kendall. You are. And we are back. Fourth quarter of the show. We got about seven and a half minutes left, Kendall, and we got to tackle these Buffalo Bills. Literally. Um, yeah. They're coming up. They're trying to impede our way to another Super Bowl, and um, we can't allow it, right? No, we can't. And I think you talked about it earlier. Is I mean, there's no doubt Buffalo's a great team, and they're set up well, and it's on their home turf, literally. But it's more about the Chiefs and what they do mm -hmm. and, and how they perform more than it is what's done against them. Yeah, I believe the same thing. I, I think our Chiefs team is ready for the challenge. I've been on uh, Cody and Gold earlier today, and – uh, Buffalo radio station yesterday. Uh, it seems like the you know you're going through the gauntlet as you wind down to this elite eight in the NFL uh, weekend, uh, and you recognize these two teams. There's a there's a certain dynamic, 
And you can say it's the old school Joe Montana versus John Elway. You can say it's the uh, recreation of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Uh, I think we've seen where people wanted to elevate Joe Burrow because of the clashes with right. Patrick Mahomes and the Justin Herberts and maybe the Lamar Jacksons, even though we haven't played them very much. But I feel like Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes is the modern day Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning, both in the AFC, both seeming to always sync up in the postseason. Their schedule makers having us play them during the regular season as well. Uh, no team has won two consecutive games. It's either been the Bills winning the regular season and us winning the postseason. That's pretty much how it's been. And uh, now you have the extra caveat of the first time going to Buffalo, going up to Western New York to play the game. Patrick Mahomes has only played there once, right. and that was during COVID, so the fans weren't there. You don't get the full atmosphere. Uh, I played in Buffalo uh, one time for the AFC Championship in 93-94 season. I think I went back there for a preseason game. Okay. Um, did you play in Buffalo? I did several times. Several times. Yeah. Uh, it is one of the more rabid uh, no, there's no doubt. Bill's, yeah, Bill's Mafia is, is for real. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Anytime you look at some of the social media and they're they're up on 10-foot snowdrifts <laughs> jumping onto tables that fire are on fire, <laughs> that, that's a different kind of person. Yeah. Then we'll just say that. But, uh, yeah, I was on the, the phone today with some stringers uh, from WGR up there in, in Buffalo, and, and it's interesting. Their confidence level is high, mm-hmm. as it should be. Yep. I mean, what, they won six straight, seven of their last yeah. eight, and, you know, they got things turned around. This was a team that in the middle of the season had like a – an 18% chance of making the playoffs, and here they are in this game. So uh, they're definitely they're confident, but again, it's about what Kansas City does. Absolutely, and you know what? When you think about the Buffalo Bills, I and this is not a slight to the Buffalo, and it shouldn't be any bulletin board material. I mean, I'm insignificant, uh, but I would venture to believe I would have been a betting man that had Kadarius Tony lined up on side and we won that game, right. there would have been changes in Buffalo. They would have been at that point, I want to say they might have been 6-7, and seven, yeah. or they would have had a sub-500 record. That 18% mm-hmm. chance would have went down to near zero. Um, and who knows, they were playing the Cowboys coming up after that, et cetera. Who knows how they would have been able to, how right. they would have played those games uh, with their true backs against the wall in regards to possibly extending their season. So, like in a, in one sense, we allowed them life. I agreed this season. There's no doubt. But on the flip side, we've also killed them in two other seasons. Yeah. So this is their opportunity. You have played in games, uh, played after you know significant losses, and then playing that team the next season. I have done that playing mm-hmm. either Buffalo after the uh, AFC Championship, even if it was preseason, and playing an Indianapolis Colts team after the '96 playoffs. The next season, I will tell you, uh, and you can attest to this, the emotion that goes into that week. Right. Uh, it's you almost can't contain yourself. You you almost uh, it can almost zap you of every bit of energy you have because you want something so bad. And I feel like uh, now that Buffalo and the fans are recognizing this is our opportunity. Thirteen seconds has rung in their head. Oh yeah, for a long time. Uh, the fact that we were able to move the ball down the field, get the field goal, get to overtime, they never touched the ball, we score a touchdown, and their season was over. That has been ringing in their head forever, the fans and the players. Uh, I feel like a key to this game is going to be how we play on the first offensive series and how we play on the first offensive series of the second half. 
those are two opportunities to shut down the Bills Mafia and yes. their fans, or at least quiet them down some and let them know that, that we're there for business. You know, it's interesting. And you and I talk about the fact that how we're similar to a lot of things. And, and you, you made some points that I would exactly make. They're, the, 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 this, this Buffalo team, they've got some pressure because they feel like, if not now, when? Yeah. This is the perfect opportunity. We've got them at our place. We're playing well, six in a row, seven last eight. If we don't meet them, beat them now, then there's, uh, there, there's issues. And so, uh, to a degree, there's going to be some pressure on them. Mm-hmm. And we got to be able to counter that. I feel like we started this past game against Miami Dolphins in the right way, even though we had to settle for several field goals during the game, we were still able to put points on the board. We didn't necessarily have our foot down on the gas pedal, Mm -hmm. but we weren't riding the brake. Mm -hmm. And uh, going into Buffalo, it's always been the mantra of uh, matchups in the NFL – don't win games on the road kicking field goals. Right. you got to score seven and not threes, especially against a big Josh Allen. Uh, but we're going to have our hands full. This is one of the bigger offensive lines in the league, 320, 318, 305, 347, and 311 across the front line uh, against some of our more quick yeah. uh, guys that are not necessarily the biggest, uh, besides Derek Nottie, who's been injured and not even practicing yet. So, We're going to have to be creative in how we approach uh, hitting and disrupting Josh Allen in this game. But I feel like we are capable and ready and able to do so. Oh, I agree, and, and the fact is the linebackers have game. They need to run sideline to sideline, yep. do just what you talked about. Yeah, it's going to be about the – and you bring up the linebackers. My last quick point is our linebackers versus their tight ends. Their tight ends are darn good. There's Dawson no Knox, yep. Dalton Kincaid, they are going to be keys. I feel like we know what we have with Trent McDuffie. And Legereus Sneed on the outside is going to be those guys on the interior in the slots and those tight ends that could impact the game like they did against your former team last week in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, for Kendall, for Julio, this is Danon Hughes, players only. We expect to be back here next week talking about another win, hopefully talking about another AFC championship here at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Tune in with us next week. Hopefully we bring back that win. Peace. Players only with Dane and Hughes Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone News In order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively Sports The clock at 4 Donchich the step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 